the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Courageous Christianity, a public nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world. It challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. Welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity, a radio show and podcast about real faith for the real world. I'm Richard Mendelow, and as always, I'm joined by and so grateful for my wedded wingman, Christy Mendelow. And as always, I'm so grateful to be here, excited about today, as usual. <laughs> I am too. Friends, I don't like to pat myself on the back, but I must admit that I'm somewhat of a coffee-drinking expert. I know nothing about coffee beans. I know nothing about coffee brewing, but I know about <laughs> drinking coffee. As a colonel in the Marines, having served for decades all over the world in peacetime and in war, I think you could say I've consumed a lot of coffee in my life. <laughs> and I know the feeling of fellowship I get standing around with a bunch of Marines staring into the flames of a small fire preparing to do difficult things each with our own thoughts and concerns, but joined in that moment as we sip our last coffee before we step off. Coffee is unique in its ability to bring people together, and good coffee even more so. And that's what we're going to talk to you about today on Courageous Christianity. We're going to talk about coffee and unity. Thankfully, unlike me, our very special guests do know about coffee. (laughs) By way of introduction, I took this from their website. Jeff and Marsha Wood are the owners of Hebrews Coffee House. Their journey started with a vision for people and coffee. They stepped out in faith nearly three years ago with a little bit of money and a very small coffee trailer. And God spoke to Marsha and said, It may seem small, but it's big. Yeah. Having visited their coffee shop in the woodlands, I can testify to that. It's big in size and heart. Hebrews Coffee House is an amazing, blessed place. And it's an honor to have Jeff and Marcia on the show to talk about their anointed kingdom work. We're so excited. Thank Welcome you. both. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, this is great. You should never let me on the radio. I get way too excited to be on the radio. <laughs> That's okay. Well, we let's, are. Yeah, let's pray and you can be as excited as you want. <laughs> Amen. Heavenly Father, throughout Thank the you Bible, all. you emphasize the importance of unity in the truth of your word and your son, Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord. You caution that we must not give up assembling together. And you say, for where two or more gather in my name, there am I with them. Lord, as the forces of darkness seek to tear us apart, we pray for unity and all that binds us in the truth and love of Jesus. We pray for our listeners and our guests, and we ask you to be with us in our conversation today. May all we do be glorifying unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
Man, I just have to say, I just feel like the spirit of unity in yeah. here with, with you guys. I just really feel it in here. So just I amazing. do, too. Yeah. There's more of us in the studio than normal, <laughs> and it's a very special show. Uh, this is Mike's last show. Oh, Mike. Uh, Mike, he's been our wonderful our producer. producer. Yeah, since we started. And also in the studio with us is Corey, who's going to take over for Come Mike. On, Corey. And we have high hopes for Corey. He's an amazingly talented individual. And I'm also a little emotional because we're going to miss Mike so much. Yes, we are. It's been uh, wonderful uh, going on five years. And we wouldn't be where we are today without our wonderful Mike. Amen. Thank you, God. Good legacy, Mike. So Jeff and Marsha. Yes. Tell us about Hebrews Coffee House. Uh, Hebrew, you know, it's funny. I think there's a ton of Christian coffee shops. Uh, Are there really? I don't know. I feel like we go to, everybody's got scripture on the wall and you go to places and I go, oh, okay. But the music is always really low. <laughs> you know, it's very, very quiet, very low. We uh, endeavored a very long time ago to be, and we started in a trailer. So we'll talk timeline and storyline yeah, sure. and we can go back to the beginning. But ultimately, I think the, in the vision that God gave me in a very, dark place where he gave me the name Hebrews and gave me the idea of I it. love that by the way and I, he I mean Bruce. and I really it was it was a joke in my heart you know you you realize when God gives you vision and dreams you just kind of laugh about it but you talk about it a lot and so I remember really talking about it with guys and we would sit around these bible studies kind of like my brother the colonel over here is saying we just sit around the campfire well ours was a campfire but it was <laughs> hard concrete floors and guys would say hey we're having Hebrews coffee and it was just this miserable instant coffee that we were drinking whatever and and I just, yeah, one day I'm going to have Hebrews and it's going to have, I, in my heart, I never really thought it would happen. I really just laughed. And God was laughing with me. He said, I'm going to do something big. Uh, it's going to seem small in the beginning, but it's going to get really big. And that's where we're at kind of today. We, wow. we started in the small space <laughs> and didn't make a whole lot of money doing it, whatever. But, but now we're looking at uh, some crazy fruit that God is doing. It's awesome. He is an amazing God. He is, man. And, uh, I can't imagine the joy it gives him when we step forward in faith with nothing else but our love of Jesus, what we read and what the Holy Spirit says to us. Yeah. I think it's just amazing. So when did it all begin? Okay, well, Hebrews beginnings. I would just say that we established a company in 2018 of June, not really knowing what that meant. And... Just a backdoor, because we'll go back in the story, because really there's a story of Hebrews that everybody kind of sees on Facebook, and they go, oh my God, it's so great, and look at their marriage, everything's fun, but they have no idea the process. It looks like an overnight success, right? Probably like y'all, it looks like an overnight, but it was like 10 years in the making, or 12 years in the making probably now. But it started a long time ago, um, like I said, sitting around with guys, and one day God just gave me a vision for, yeah, one day we'll have a coffee shop, we'll have Christian music on, it's going to be amazing, our buddies are going to be there. And one guy was like, you ain't going to make any money doing that? <laughs> you better get it on the job, brother. So I, I just remember like, all right, maybe that won't be it. And and I can tell you that um, through my testimony, which we'll get into some testimony, I think it's important, but just in the starting of a business, Marsha had been in logistics for years and years, miserable. We had just met. We've been married six years. So at this point, we met probably in July. It was a whole nother year till we, we decided, hey, this is what we want to do. But she said, I'm done in my job. I don't think the Lord wants me to do this anymore. I'm miserable and I hate it. And then I had just kind of gotten in the nonprofit world back in PR thinking I was going to help. I said, well, quit your job. And I had gotten a job at Starbucks. I'll talk about it later. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I want to. I could, I'm going to quit Starbucks and I'm in this nonprofit. Maybe you just come join me in this nonprofit world. 
and uh, we'll, we'll do that. And then this place had a fire <laughs> shut down, and we were both jobless. And 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 we just uh, I feel like I'm fast forwarding the story, but we just sat before the Lord for two weeks and just said, God, what do you want to do? And in my head, I remember saying like, Man, we're gonna be like this is the good old days. For whatever reason, the weather was just gorgeous, and <laughs> so we sit out in this little apartment we finally got or we had, you know, and we would sit out there and go, God, Jesus, what do you want to do, Jesus? And uh, a trailer became available, and this brother had like $10,000, and I was like, man, we should start Hebrews. And I remember going to Hobby Lobby and buying some old metal letters and H-E-B, and then, you know, and then that was it. We LLC'd our little business, and we were off to our first event, which was like some crazy Christian heavy metal concert or something, you know, in this cute little vintage trailer. So didn't really fit the scene, but that was our first event, and um, it was pretty pretty amazing for us. What I heard in there was the doors he opens, nobody can close, and the right, doors yeah. he closes, yeah. nobody yeah. can open. It's Amen. True. We've had some of those, too. So yeah. to, so you were just brewing coffee at that point? Or we was were. There, we there's... were he brewing coffee. Yeah, we were brewing coffee, making lattes, and it, it was probably doing a terrible job of all of it. <laughs> so I, mean, I got to go back. I mean, there's a... There's a it's hard to kind of get to this place. You guys can break it up, but but um, I none of us. Marsha had she didn't even like coffee when I met her. I love coffee. I was probably like you in the military, not in the military, but drinking Folgers all my life and you know having a good time. Not really experiencing great coffee. Starbucks had become a big brand, you know, and I, I thought well, that's a little expensive, but it was cool to be there, whatever. But um, through my testimony, I really felt like I needed to get a job somewhere that you know could do coffee well. So I did. I we I. I said, hey, I went to Starbucks. So I'll tell you my crazy story later. I said, hey, here's my crazy story. Um, I know it looks rough, but I just want to let you know that I want to start a coffee shop one day called Hebrews. So if you guys just hire me, it'd be great. I'll work. I'll do whatever. You know, And they're like, $9 an hour. I said, I'll do it. You know, And she said, okay, we'll hire you. And I thought, oh, yeah, all right. So, I, so for a year, I worked at Starbucks just to learn processes and procedures. So as we talk, I, my heart is not bad towards Starbucks. And in fact, they were... Kind and nice, and helped us out with our wedding. Yeah, and did they all gave sorts you a things, You know, mm-hmm. especially my managers at the time were wonderful. So I have a good experience there, but I knew that there was something lacking uh, for a kingdom purpose that would be so easy to shift and make powerful to bring unity to the body of Christ, and it would just have this this place that the presence of God would dwell in a coffee shop. And it sounds goofy. It sounds easy. Okay, we should be doing this at church, but there was something about a, a Monday through Saturday that was really being neglected in the body. Nobody has anywhere to go after a Sunday service. And Sunday services are an hour. You know what I mean? It's like, God, right. we're missing Community. It. We don't you know, have it. A couple of things that you've touched on that we say a lot. Number one, we're all made for a different part on the spiritual battlefield. Yes, that's right. We have to acknowledge that the context is a battlefield because yeah. otherwise I think we're like babes in the woods. Yeah. So then when we accept the fact that this is a spiritual battlefield, Look at all the hardship. Look at all the suffering. Look at all the misleading. Yeah. Then we say, okay, whatever it is that I'm going to do is as important as combat. Yeah. And then what you say, uh, what are my strengths? What are my passions? Where is the Lord leading me? What scriptures most resonate with me? Mm-hmm. And then that kind of shapes things. And the next thing you know, you've identified a, a, a place that we're meant for your feet. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just such an amazing thing. Um, I thought of that Hebrew scripture, mm-hmm. uh, I believe chapter 4, 20, uh, do not forsake assembling together. It's, nine, it's 10. I mean, that's, that's really our scripture. Yeah. Help me with that. 
I don't for, don't neglect the assembling together some have decided to do, but spur one another on towards good things, right? Wow. And so important because a lot of Christians think church is what we do for an hour on Sunday. Yeah. And church is what happens Monday through Saturday, That's as right. you said. Yeah. And on Sunday, for me, it's like the combat outpost. Yeah. We're coming back from a mission. We're going to rest. We're going to clean weapons. Yeah. We're going to have... A semblance of a cup of coffee, yeah, yeah. a semblance of a shower. <laughs> like this colonel talk. I'm in, yeah. And, and then we're going to get ready to go do it again. Yeah. And that's how the world gets to know Jesus. And so it's very exciting. And what I'd like to do is ask you quickly about your uh, actual journey in Christ. How did mm. you come to Jesus? Yeah. I feel like my story kind of takes a, a little longer time, but I, I think it meets Marcia's in a good place where she can kind of share testimony too. My my story started uh, in the, the Montgomery County area, Houston area, really at U of H over here at the main campus um, where I had really become an atheist. And I had uh, really decided in my heart that I was, for whatever reason, mad at God. Um, had a brother that committed suicide in the 90s. Mm. Couldn't understand how that affected my dad. We were Catholic to some degree, we'd go twice a year or something, and then I just remember church stopped after that. So something happened. I looked at my dad, his hurt. I looked at my family and their loss and and being away from God, and I just thought, you know, I don't know if it's real. Mm. I can tell you in my heart, I thought it was. There was something in me. I really knew God was there, but at this point, I just I wanted to be me. I wanted to go take on the world. I wanted to be the uh, pre-crisis manager, whatever, for public relations, for Exxon. I mean, so I, I had this goal in mind of where I was going, and it was not anywhere near the presence of God. I want to hear more about this. I, I shouldn't have asked such an important question with so little time remaining in the segment. This is very important. Friends, stay with us. Jeff is going to tell us a little more about his journey as we begin, and then we're going to hear from Marsha. Yeah. All stay from Hebrews Coffee. God's Word says that He loves a cheerful giver. You've probably heard that part of Scripture often quoted when it comes to tithing. Friends, we'd like you to consider your cheerful giving to God through Courageous Christianity. With your tax-deductible donation, you will be helping us achieve our mission to equip Christian men for the spiritual battlefield in order to glorify God and create godly change. No amount is too small. You can make a donation by texting any amount to 281 800 4940. That's 281-800-4940. Or visit CourageousChristianity.today. And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of host Richard Mendelow's book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity, a devotional that will equip you in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit for you, you can also donate and find more information about the Courageous Christianity ministry, links to all the aired shows, a blog for Christian warriors, and an opportunity to submit prayer requests at CourageousChristianity.today. Please donate and be a part of sustaining our efforts in serving our Heavenly Father by serving His warriors on the spiritual battlefield. Please text to donate at 281-800-4940 or visit CourageousChristianity.today. God bless you. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we have very special guests with us in the house, not the coffee house, but they're the coffee house, (laughs) Hebrews Coffee House. Jeff and Marsha Wood have joined us to talk about coffee 
and love of Christ yeah. and unity. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, let's change the order of that. Let's say that they're here to talk about loving Jesus, loving coffee, and loving people. And I have to just say, if you're you know out there listening on a Saturday or you happen to be driving around, they've got locations in Magnolia, Texas. They've got yes. locations in the Woodlands, Texas. Um, and growing and exciting, and we're going to find out. But, you know, head on over. Grab a cup of coffee, right? Yeah. How great would that be? So before we went to break, Jeff was telling us a little bit about his testimony, and uh, he had my heart right away. He talked about being a little bit angry with God after his brother passed, having taken his own life, and also a little bit about being in a religious place, vice a passionate uh, place. Yeah. Uh, in your faith. So tell us how it went from there. So in uh, the progression of whatever atheism is to a 20-something-year-old, you know, being upset or offended or scared or all these things, um, it led me to a place where I had a family member who just got involved with the business. He invited me out and said, hey, it's, this is going to be great. You know, get involved and, and, and you know, um, come be a part. I mean, God will retire from this thing. And I, I left college uh, senior year at U of H, and I said, yeah, I'm going to do this. This sounds good. And uh, this is 2006. This was the PR business. 2007. This is this is, this is is a long time. This is leaving college okay. for PR. And um, and <laughs> so it's just a mess. The economy went to a really bad place. So this mm-hmm. business that was starting uh, got involved in bad things in terms of just, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul to – Probably not super malicious all the time, but trying to make things work. And, of course, when 2007 happened, the economy just crashed, and this thing was bad. So cops came in. People got in trouble. Ultimately, uh, district attorney turned towards me and said, hey, you're a little monster, too. You knew everything was going on. You didn't walk away. You didn't stop anybody. If you don't take this eight years, we're going to come at you with everything we got, you know, your other person for. Um, but if you would take this eight years, we'll go away forever. And I just remember being like, Eight years? I said, eight years a decade? Like, eight years? I just couldn't even fa- – I mean, I just never – you know, you're just this 20-something-year-old kid who just really has no idea what prison system or judicial system really was about. And I, I had an attorney at the time, and he said, oh, no, we can fight it. You'll, you'll be all right. You know, just we'll go to trial. And I went to trial, and I lost miserably. Uh-huh. And I was given two 25-year sentences stacked for theft in the state of Texas. And I went away, and uh, there's a lot to the story. But the judge just kind of put that gavel down and said, well, we give him 50 years. <sighs> and I could just, I mean, my whole life just. And I, I, it wasn't like the movies. You know, I was married at the time, and um, sweet lady, you know, I just, ne- ne- nobody was prepared because my life had zero foundation, including my marriage or any relationships in Jesus, right? So coming with this kind of catastrophe and my life having no foundation that, you know, my, my ex-wife couldn't really handle much, but, but it wasn't like the movies where you just kiss them goodbye and you say, Hey, I'm going away. And no, they just drag you off in chains. I mean, it's, it's very real. And, uh, I just, I probably be two, maybe a day or two later, I had figured out suicide for myself. That spirit had been very rampant in my family. I told you my brother passed mm-hmm. away from it. Yeah. And I wasn't going to cut my wrist or slit my throat or Hang myself, but I would, oh, I'll take pills. Certainly they have to have massive amounts of uh, uh, pills that I could overdose on in TDC. And that thought in my head had become very real. And in the, I don't know what happened, y'all. It was maybe, I just remember being in the darkest place in my life. People coming to visit me saying, hey, we're going to get through this. I remember lying to them going, yep. But in my head, I'm going, nope. 
I had figured it out. And then something changed where I said, listen, God, if you're real and you want to use this life, use it because I've figured out how to lose it. It rhymes wow. now when I tell it story. I don't know what it really sounded like back then. But, um, and I, but whether it was 30 seconds later or 10 minutes, I don't know. But my heart opened up. I mean, I felt bipolar. I went from suicidal, demonically oppressed to so full of hope that I could do this 50 years. So I just, you're real. You're real. And I got so I got so on fire for God at that point for the next couple of weeks that I was even, I wrote a book. And I mean, I was just getting all my story out, you know, and I just this carnal kind of piece of trash in my life. But it was it was God exposing all these little areas where I really hadn't grown up much. I really was still probably about a 16, 14, 15-year-old kid that had never matured, even though I was 27 at the time. You know, and you mm-hmm. kind of look at your life on paper, it's very different. But I, but this is the biggest part. So I was God, 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 and God, and, you know, I was, man, I got to tell you about God. And and then uh, one night I'm sitting there writing at 3 o'clock in the morning, and because uh, that was it. I was in these dorms where, you know, 12, 15 people were, and I would just sleep all day, and I would stay up all night and write books, you know, write whatever I could write, draw pictures, do anything. And uh, I heard a voice say uh, in my head, do you love me? Now, this I've never... I've never read the Gospel of John. I don't know. I don't know anything about Peter and Jesus' conversation. In fact, at this point, I've been reading the Bible for all sorts of other stuff. You know, maybe stories of angels and demons or whatever. And I, do you love me? I was like, Oh yeah, I love you. Do you love me? I was like, Yeah, I love you. He said, Do you love Jesus? I said, Oh yeah, yeah, he's all right. Do you love Jesus? I said, Yeah, Jesus. And and I just heard, Do you love Jesus? I said, No, I don't. And I had been really God, God, Godding, kind of dating God. You ever do that? You pick God up, take him to church, and then you drop him back <laughs> on. So kind of dating God. Yeah. And he was gently directing me to fall in love with his son, who was the only real way to get to him. And none of that made sense until I was honest and I said, I don't love Jesus. And then I started reading the Gospels and I fell madly in love with Jesus. And uh, I needed that because at that point I was still in the county and I was still going into big prison. <laughs> in, the, in the big prison, I. I don't know who planned this. The Lord is very funny. I went to Texas's maximum security, uh, largest unit in Texas, Palestine, Texas, called Cofield. And when I got there, y'all, it was like the Stephen King movie. I mean, it was just, I don't know if there's a bad side of the building, but they took me to the worst side of the building. People, <laughs> chains screaming, and, you know, I just people, I go, oh, my God, I'm going to die in there, you know. And I remember going in and being like, oh, Jesus, this can't be the place that you wanted to bring me to. Like, there has to be some mistake in the plan. And, y'all, it was the best place I ever could have gone. I met the Lord in such a real way, and even the Holy Spirit, probably two months later after getting there, just really having a relationship with all three of, of who God is. And I think sometimes we do that in progression. Sometimes we mature and we stay in a place with God mm-hmm. and Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then you have to have, maybe it's military, maybe it's combat, maybe it's a, where you go, oh my God, this is the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, protecting, saving, moving, doing, speaking in a situation um, where I think some a lot of Christianity kind of misses him. Uh uh, for whatever reason, but I I, I needed him, <laughs> so that's the deal. I was walking into a complete warfare uh, to Texas's bloodiest prison at the time, but uh, I would just tell you as I left, it was like the, the most huggy, loving prison, and movements of God have been taking place. You know, I, I go back now, so it's pretty awesome. So the good news, I got out, but so I, I walk in. Say, yeah, obviously, I, I'm wasn't here, 50 yeah. years. Yeah, you're like 50 years. You look wow. good for. Yeah. <laughs> How exactly old are you, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's an amazing story. A uh, friend of mine. Had a similar experience, yeah. Uh, except he was on his third time in. Oh yeah, and so it was for drugs, and yeah. he was uh, never really knew Jesus. 
And uh, it was his first night, and he told me the story. He's sitting on the top bunk. Yeah. And he says, into his cell walks the biggest guy he's ever seen. And I know that guy. He says to himself, okay, well, this is it. And the guy looks at him eye to eye as he's sitting on the bunk, and he says, little brother, do you know Jesus? Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. That's a good guy, yeah. And that was the beginning for him. Yeah. And so, friends, I hope what you're hearing here is not religion. It's yeah, yeah. not a mm. bunch of church speak. It's a God who finds us wherever we are, not because we've done everything right, not because we're these perfect people, but because in him, we're perfect for what he wants us to be perfect for. And we're made whole. And we're made whole, and we're lifted up from the muck and the mess we've made of things. Yeah. And he is such a good God. And if you're in a place right now where you are feeling in struggle, uh, in hardship, alone maybe. Um, you feel like there's no way. He is the only way, That's as right. Jeff said. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah. He's a good God. He is. So we have to hear, Marsha, please, from you before we get to our next break. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I will also say that obviously God worked a miracle in Jeff's um, situation. Amen. And um, I think four years into his uh, incarceration, um, there was an they overturned it, an appellate ruling, which doesn't happen very often. But um, so when I met Jeff, um, you know, it's like we both had our both, both of us had gone through so much. And I came from a place of just having a lot of brokenness in my adult life, twice divorced, had five kids, some were older, some were younger. And just really all those years of getting to know the Lord, um, through all of that struggle, just really feeling like, okay, Lord, I feel like my life is about to be over. You know, I wasn't in my twenties anymore. I was in my forties. And, and so, um, meeting Jeff shortly after he got out, um, is really just something that was such a blessing to me for, you know, throughout all my struggles. And now God really bringing us together and initially just really knowing it was him that brought Mm -hmm. us together. And so, again, that we were at a place where we were um, film-led to be in the ministry and our heart for people and broken people. And here the Lord started <laughs> Hebrews out He's of like, it. He's like, coffee, ushered, coffee yes. is your way. Yeah. Yes. And you're like, yes. what? <laughs> and so it's been, um, so it's really been um, something to see what God has done through a coffee shop. And it's really given us um, this vision to continue on and and expand and and go on to other parts of can only well i'll tell you uh what an amazing wonderful god and he cares so much about unity and he actually says proverbs chapter 6 verses 16 through 19 there are six things the lord hates a seventh he despises and as i've said many times the thing that the creator of the universe takes time to despise is people who cause disharmony in the community so we know that Unity is important. So where does the devil attack us? He attacks us in unity. And we're going to talk about that a little bit in the third segment. Stay with us. They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine. And now our veterans need our help. Hi, friends. I'm Christy Mendelow, Richard's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. 
You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. Freedom Alliance is saving lives and military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life. Friends, since we launched this show, Christy Mendelo has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of Courageous Faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She's the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings this to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You'll want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over all the shows on Courageous Christianity and personally, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity. We're having an amazing conversation with the owners of Hebrews Coffee House, talking with Jeff and Marsha Wood about their journey in faith and also in the coffee business. In the last segment, Jeff was telling us about his time uh, incarcerated and how he struggled and met Jesus there. And so uh, we serve a great God. And I was walking the dog yesterday or the day before. And I've told you about him, a big German shepherd. His name's Ruger. He's an absolute sweetheart. And I've taught him to, I've taught him to walk off the leash. So he just stays right there by my knee. But we got on this busy road. And there was a lot of car noise, and he kept looking over his shoulder, so I could tell he was very nervous. And so we stopped, and he sits like he's supposed to, and I put the leash back on him. And I put the leash back on him not to punish him, but to reassure him that we were connected. And I thought to myself, as that leash reassures him that we're connected, I wonder what God's leash is. And what came to me was its hardship. And it's struggle, because that's when we really know he's there. And so the Christianity that some people pursue, which is marshmallows and chocolate and lollipops, is not the Christianity of Jesus Christ, the man who finds you in a cell and uh, who finds you overwhelmed after uh, the mistakes maybe you've made, who finds you after a divorce when you have children. This is the Jesus who is so meaningful and who the world needs to meet. 
And so we can't lament the hardship that brings us to him. As you've said, what a blessing. I think of the scripture, Isaiah 118, come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. And it's just a beautiful story of you being washed. And and all of us are, are sinners. And he is the one who washes it all away and yes. makes us new. Yes. So and the rest just, of our lives are our heart's response to that absolution, amen. that amen. atonement, mm-hmm. that renewal, where every day we wake up and start over. So, yeah. Marcia, as we went to break, you were telling us uh, the beginning of your story. Yeah, so I grew up Catholic and just, I, I would say I grew up pretty, um, you know, blessed and great parents. And so... Just becoming a young adult, I just started realizing that there there had to have been more. I, mm. I don't know, you know, that feeling in my heart. And as I started um, my adult life, just started be- having a lot of struggle. And um, I just came to a place where I met Jesus. And, you know, as you're a young believer, uh, like I was, I oh, Lord, I want to know you more. And. I was so excited about the Lord, and then really my life even got more turned upside down, and it was hard to um, it was hard to really understand that. But over the years, I just drew no, near to the Lord, yeah. And in broken places is really where I really came face to face with Him and really got to know Him, and and so years of just God just working in me and working out some things and. Again, like I said, I, I just really became involved in the church, was around the believers, which was just such a big protection um, for me. Um, but when I was young, um, at 25, three kids, my ex-husband, at the time my husband, goes to prison. And I never even knew anybody in prison. I didn't know what I was walking into. But the Lord had told me to stay with him, and I and I did. I felt like it was a time for me to really know him and to focus on him and focus on my children. I had three young ones. And so that began a journey of, um, even though it was a lot of struggle, um, as really coming to know who God was and, and the church. And so again, fast forward when I met Jeff, um, even though I had never been to prison, you know, I had come from, um, that background of having a husband that did go to prison for seven years. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, Jeff was gone for eight years and his journey of getting to know the Lord and being able to have time in the word. And, uh, really it's, it's God brought us together. So, like I said, at that point, it was, um, it was ministry that we thought we were going into. Um, we really had not thought about coffee, although God did give Jeff that vision. Right. So, well, what better thing than to bring people together is 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 coffee. That's yeah. right. <laughs> well, you know, also, if you're listening to this, friends, and you're hearing these testimonies, these heartfelt testimonies in such raw struggle and such honesty, what I hope you're hearing is that that's, that's where real faith begins. One of the, probably the first word of Jesus' ministry is repent. And until we come honestly in self-effacing vulnerability to the foot of the cross, until we are willing to just get real, we will have a superficial faith. 
And we will miss out on the richness of Jesus' love. But when we say, you know what? I'm going to be real. I'm going to tell Jesus. uh, Maybe initially you would have told God you were mad at him. And he would have said, I understand. Um, But friends, if you can bring yourself to a place of vulnerability, trusting God and trusting Jesus, you can't imagine the richness of the relationship which will follow that. And borrowing the true from your, intimacy of that. Borrowing from your website, uh, I I read this line and I was like, wow, this is awesome. The community is the miracle. Yeah. And so, kind of, I can see where the journey has led. Now you've established this community for Christians over coffee, out of struggle, where you can walk out your faith. And I mean, obviously, Jesus is a miracle, but I just love that line. Well, the reason why we're digging into this is because this is the heart behind Hebrews Coffee House. Right. (laughs) And this is why when you pull into that parking lot, which is full of cars and full of people, you feel it. And so we talk about the connectedness of the Christian community. Let me tell you a quick story about how we came to know about Hebrews Coffee. Yeah. We went to the Katy Christian Chamber of Commerce okay. yep. and had a great meeting there. Uh, absolutely love the owner of uh, the uh, and the organizer, Joe Menslage. Yep. And Joe invited us and we showed up and we met Jason Roy. And Jason and I wanted to get together to share some fellow uh, fellowship. Uh, we live up North Conroe. Uh, Jason lives down south, so we said, let's meet in the woodlands. And he says, I want uh, I want you to meet a friend of mine. Let's meet at Hebrews Coffee and Hebrews Coffee House. And so that's how this happened. And so this is where I'm going with this tiny little piece of the story. You get real. You dig into the Word. And then, as Marcia said, you surround yourself with believers, not in religiosity, not in condescension, not in judgment, not in trying to look pretty, look right, thinking you got it going on and the rest of the world is is missing it, but you just get real. And then you surround yourself with people who are similar, and God will lead you. He'll lead you through them. You'll have these amazing anointed meetings like we've had, and and kingdom work will be done there. So that's an amazing thing. And so... It was that heart and that spirit that you brought to each other and then you brought to Hebrews Coffee House. Absolutely. And so which was the first one? Uh, Magnolia. So we started during the pandemic, 21, opened a shop. Didn't Good time to start a business. In the worst location <laughs> in the world, in the back of a thing. You know, try. You got to find it and fight to get it. And, and um, we had an opportunity. I don't know, y'all. We were sitting at a Bible study. You know, I, we have Bibles in the coffee house. And we used to have it in the coffee house because it would bring people in the coffee house, you know. Makes sense. And, uh, makes sense. Makes sense, right? And then uh, the last Bible study we really had uh, in that space because it got too big afterwards was a uh, brother said, "Hey, man, I just was watching the Bible study. And he said I saw this redwood tree out of California, buddies. I just saw you with this little hatchet, and you have been chopping for such a long time. Chop, 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 chop. God's about to give you an axe, bud. Tree's coming down. Distribution's more than you can handle." I said, "All right, great." That night we took pictures of. Four little coffee cups on a board. I took three pictures of them. I put them on Facebook. They're called Coffee Flights. We never heard of them. We thought, okay, that sounds great. We'll try them. I love it. And we did, like, the beer and wine world. We kind of took that away from yeah. them. We made it coffee, and the thing went viral. 
Oh, wow. And not only did it go viral, it hit probably 1.2 million people overnight. There was a line out That's the door the next viral. morning. Yeah, it's past viral. Wow. The line said so the next What's go, worse than viral? I, used, I don't even know. I don't know. We've never had a viral thing happen. Or is happen it better so, than so, viral? Yeah, yeah. What's what, better what than viral? Is this is viral plus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we and that night I just watched this thing gaining traction, 10,000 likes and loves and share. I said, what is happening? I went to open. I used to work uh, back then. Uh, I used to open up the coffee shop and I went and all these people lined up. I said, hey, what are y'all here for? They're, oh, we're here for coffee blights. I said, <laughs> We only have three boards. I mean, Marsha, we're freaking out. She got on Amazon Prime. We ordered more boards. And, <laughs> and for that whole summer, and, and even to this day, that was two years ago, we still have lines out the door for folks coming to have it. Wow. And what would you say they're really standing in line for? Well, I would tell you that it's, it's God will use certain things, marketing, to get them in. But I, let me just say the beauty of a coffee flight. Didn't see it in the beginning. I know we have a little time left. It forces people to connect. You don't come in unless you're a coffee blogger and drink it by yourself, okay, and write an article about it. You come in with a couple. You come in on a date day, a day date. Yeah, you come in and I you sit there and have FaceTime. And I think that's this what God wants. deep, wanted. dark tones, I mean, and this one is. <laughs> Woody. So, so Woody, coffee okay. flights are people sitting, connecting, and this is what we needed during the pandemic more than anything. So much. Wow. And we still need it. Yeah. And it's important. Uh, I think that's a fantastic story. My son and I love coffee, and we used to make coffee, and he would ask me to describe it. And, and the only descriptors I ever had, this is like all I would taste. Yeah. Nutty, yeah. woody, smoky. That, yeah. those, that's <laughs> earthy. Every, earthy. So now everything is that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Friends, we're having an amazing conversation about Jesus' work in the community and the importance of belonging. And we're going to define that when we come back in because there's a big difference between belonging and fitting in. And the world is obsessed with fitting in, but you have to give up who you are for that, but not so with Jesus Christ. Stay with us. Recently, Ryan Reed was a guest on Courageous Christianity, and we want you to know more about his jiu-jitsu gym. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu is a place where you'll find good people and great jiu-jitsu. Whether you are training to learn self-defense, to get in shape, looking for a new hobby, or want to compete, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu in Huntsville, Texas has something for you. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com to learn more and to get your two-week free trial. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com today. Did you know that about 25 million Christians don't vote consistently? That's about one in three Christians, and that's a staggering and unfortunate amount. Many Christians stay home on Election Day because they think their vote won't really make a difference. But what if 90 million Christians stood united for Christ? We could have a real influence on our nation. God's Word clearly calls us to bring the influence of our faith into every aspect of our lives. We here at Courageous Christianity, along with My Faith Votes, want to see Christians boldly standing united for Christ. My Faith Votes is a nonpartisan organization that mobilizes and equips believers to pray unceasingly, think biblically, and vote in every election. Even though the recent elections have passed, now is the time to join with us and My Faith Votes to pray, think, and vote in all future elections. Go to MyFaithVotes.org to learn more about voting your faith and to stand united for Christ. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity. We're talking with Jeff and Marsha Wood about Hebrews Coffee House, their labor of love, and the embodiment 
of Christian community. If you think about Acts chapter 4, chapter 5, as the early Christian movement came together and people brought what they had in all of their history and in all of their faults and in what they knew about Jesus, and that was where the community began. And if you're wondering if it's real, ask yourself how 12 guys stood against the entire temple and the entire Roman Empire to grow and deliver a message that everybody was trying to squash. And so if you think about uh, the Rabbi Gamaliel who was talking um, to the Sanhedrin and uh, they were going to try and squash the Christians, and Gamaliel said, be very careful because if this is not of God, it will fail. But if this is of God, you will find yourself fighting against God. And here we are 2,000 years later, mm-hmm. uh, 2 billion Christians mm-hmm. on this earth, sure. 2 billion people who um, identify as Christian, and all of us trying to live out that faith in a meaningful way, which brings us to Jeff and Marcia doing so beautifully. Yeah. So as we went to the break, we talked about the difference between fitting in and belonging. And we see the world out there that's so much about fitting in, and yet... We're all so lonely. Christy told me about a statistic uh, that said uh, in a recent study by Cigna, uh, over 50% of American adults say they're lonely. Yeah, they report that they're lonely in a survey they did. And what I want to know is, imagine all the people who didn't uh, want to express that vulnerable sentiment. So I think we're lonely. And so to have a place where we can come and be ourselves— And that really, the pandemic brought a lot of that about, and a lot of people haven't necessarily recovered from that. But look at how great the Lord is. Yes. You guys started during the pandemic. Really, that's when the whole thing exploded, Who'd have done that except for him? Uh, Exactly. Exactly. So tell us about that. Well, God's so good. You know, our original name was Hebrews Community Coffee, and Community Coffee sent a nice letter and said, hey, we've owned that name since 1927. Knock it off. Take it out of your name. (laughs) <laughs> I said, dang it. And I had six billion pictures of a cute little trailer all over the internet, you know. I have to be honest. Yeah. I was like playing with words for the title yeah. and things. And I was like, community, you know, Christian know. community. Like, we are community, Lord. Yeah. What do you want to do? But we changed to Hebrews Coffee House. And I, I like can it. tell you the intentionality of a home versus whatever a Starbucks or a coffee shop or a cafe yeah, or a place to go. A home makes a lot more sense. Mm. And if you walk in, like my brother uh, Richard was saying earlier, he said, when I was there at your shop, I felt like you guys intentionally wanted me to stay. It wasn't an in-and-out burger experience or traffic. I, I felt like I was at home. Well, interesting you say that. Uh, we were doing some research, and the definition of belonging, according to this one thing that Christy read to me, yeah. is being known yeah. and yes. being loved. Yeah. As opposed to... Not being known and being loved, which we know is superficial nonsense, or being known and not being loved, which is the equivalent of rejection. And so you come in to the coffee house, you you come to Jesus, and it's kind of like Cheers. Do you remember Cheers? Where everybody knows your name? I I got Norm. We got got them all there, yeah. You are loved, and you are— You can be who you are. Yeah, and you do belong. Who is free from sin? Let him cast the first stone. And so when you walk in that door, you're with people who are intentionally seeking out a Christian gathering. Well, they're not perfect. And and, and we know it. Now, you guys also have meeting spaces. Oh, yeah. We've got 
we, we've created uh, some little sub rooms like the C.S. Lewis room, which is themed 1940s, and Ooh. the garden room, which is more airy and you know uh, greenery and girly. And we have the upper room, which is a big loft center for you know 30 or 40 folks. Nice. <clears throat> what's What's amazing is they book out all day long. They, yeah. I mean. Yeah, we'll probably be booking out there soon, no, too. <laughs> they're great. And I just see these great little connect groups, these great little ministry groups, these great little business meetings, kingdom businesses. And I say this, too, as we talk about my, my heart. I'm not very evangelistic in this way, and I don't. hopefully nobody takes this wrong. My heart is for the body. We're bodybuilders. We want, we want the body to thrive. But here's the beauty of when you have the presence of the Lord in a place, is that everybody, regardless of denomination, for one, or faith system, walks in, has the same experience. I'll even go a step further. They can be a same-sex couple, and we will love. And everybody knows what's going on. They just do. Hey, let's go ahead and spend some extra time. Let's make these people feel really wonderful and welcome. Um, we have uh, big, beautiful Muslim families come in. They, they rent rooms for their kids to play because they know this is the safest place that their kids can come play mm. in the Woodlands area. You know what I'm saying? It beautiful. reminds me of the scripture which says, in my father's house there are many rooms. What? Mm. Yeah. Um, Facebook. Yeah. Pictures where Website. we could find you. Oh, Tell yeah, us about guys. So we, we got a little bit bigger. So the main Facebook page, which went viral, is Hebrews Coffee Company page. You guys can go there, and it's at like 34,000 followers. And what I do is I disseminate information for the two pages on that page. But if you're more location-specific and you guys want to visit Magnolia, you love Magnolia, not the Woodlands, uh, it's Hebrews Coffee House Magnolia is the Facebook or Instagram. And the same thing with the Woodlands is Hebrews Coffee House Woodlands. And those things have separate events, worship nights, things that go on in those different localities that you can find there. And I remember your website? When, sorry. Sorry, yeah. I interrupted. <laughs> yeah, cut, cut them off. Uh, the the yeah. website is www.hebrewslocalcoffee.com. www.hebrewslocalcoffee.com. Coffee.com. Awesome. Okay. Uh, when I went in there the first time, to meet with Jason. Mm -hmm. Jeff had a second to say hi, but he was running upstairs to do Bible study. Yeah. So do you and guys do the brewing too? We do the we do it all. <laughs> do it we, all. They don't let us do much of it anymore because yeah. we make a mess, but they yeah, we we still do events. We still do the trailer. We still do the thing we started doing. Whatever it was six studies. years ago, we still do really? it. Really? Yeah. So amazing. What got me through the airline bankruptcy and all yeah. of that hardship was uh, I went to a place to buy some wood yeah. and I bought a closet company that was going out of business wow. <laughs> and for three thousand dollars didn't know what to do with it and god stood a guy next to me with a marine corps hat on he was a marine i went and worked in his shop kind of like you worked yeah. for coffee and the next thing you know i had a custom closet and cabinet company i love it and so he will make a way just an amazing loving god final thoughts anybody listening that feels like their story is over because they might have a felony or they have divorces or they have something or they have whatever. It's not over. It's only just begun. God's about to move. He's doing a new thing. And I hope you guys receive that because it's true. And his mercies are extremely new every morning. And every time we wake up, we have a new start to whatever it is that we feel like yesterday's complications made us bound down. It's not that way. And the more honest, let me say this to you, the more transparent and honest we are with every part of our testimony and story, I get invited to go speak at tons of groups, men's groups. They throw me in like a like a Molokov cocktail. They don't even tell people who I am just to share my story, not about coffee, but about my testimony coming out of incarceration. That. And that thing helps more people get free by just being honest with that. Amen. Thank you, God. Friends, you just heard truth, and that brings us to our moment of truth. As you know, in every show, we look at a scripture which informs 
our discussion. And today our moment of truth comes from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. And it says this, Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. So friends, I think we understand that there are evil forces which strive to tear us apart. And disunity weakens us and makes us vulnerable to attack, and lots of us feel lonely and isolated. Those who oppose God and the work of God and the opportunity we each have to come together in building his kingdom use the internet, the news, politics, science, race, ethnicity, nationality, gender, the environment, and economics to separate us. And it's for this reason that we must take every opportunity to be unified in the truth and love of Jesus Christ. As this verse reminds us, oneness with God and with each other is critical. To accomplish this, there are things we must avoid and things we must do. The Bible says avoid sin, idle chatter, gossip, divisive people, senseless arguments, religious disagreement, false teachers, bad company, pridefulness and lies. And it tells us to live lives worthy of the calling we have received by focusing on the truth of God as written, to meditate on the Bible day and night, to pray boldly, to praise God, to worship, to give thanks, to love one another, and to come together in the unity of Christ in fellowship to encourage one another and to share each other's burdens. If you wonder what this looks like, Go to Hebrews Coffee House. Yeah. <laughs> Order a cup of coffee, take a seat, and watch. You'll see it in action. And that's courageous Christianity. So awesome. So Jeff and Marcia, so amazing to have you here with us. Thank yes. you for sharing so honestly. Amen. Thank you for uh, the work that you're doing in Christ. Thank yeah. you. And and again, for all those that would like to come and and join us at Hebrews, we have so many just wonderful yes. people that are always there and so many that have found community. I think that is just one of the biggest thing that we have found that God just brings so many people and, and the fellowship that is, that happens there. As we said, amazing. the community is the miracle. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It is. Amen. But don't say community coffee. Right. <laughs> please tell or us else this. You'll get a letter. It doesn't pertain to coffee. Mm-hmm. Tell us again, please. The Facebook page. Facebook page is Hebrews coffee house woodlands. Or Magnolia. And the main page is fun because everything's on there. It's Hebrews Coffee Company page. And the website is? www.hebrewslocalcoffee.com. Awesome. Hey, Thank go you, Go and God. get yourself a good cup of A good cup of joe. coffee. And have the avocado toast. That's what oh I have. God, it so was good. awesome. There's food, too. Yes. Friends, thanks for joining us today. We hope you'll join us each and every week here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word, in Houston, Texas at kkht.com on your favorite podcast app or on courageouschristianity.today where you can listen to previous episodes by podcast. We're honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and Semper Fi. Yeah. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.